the year is 2008. Barack Obama has just been elected 44th President of the United States. Live Your Life by T.I. featuring Rihanna is climbing the charts, and gladiator sandals are all the rage. You and your best gals are beside yourselves with joy, popcorn in hand, and $17 novelty commemorative cup in the other. The lights go down, and it begins. The Twilight movie is finally here. Hello and welcome to the Cabin Fever Podcast. I was trying to figure out how you say hello in Twilight. (laughs) Hi. We have a very exciting and special episode for you today. That we have spent way too many hours researching. I spent multiple full days (laughs) researching this. That's not a joke. And it might surprise you guys to hear that we are a two-woman operation. (laughs) Um, We do not have a research team dedicated to the Twilight and Vampires episode yeah, of this podcast. Spoiler, yeah. It's just a two-woman show and we spent so much time. I <laughs> You just... spent The thing is you you set the bar. Like you came to me and said, "FYI, I spent four full days this week working on this. <laughs> I have done none of my other work." I come out of my little like I don't want to say real work, but my other work coma. Well, I wouldn't say that I did any real work that week. Yeah, and then you're just like, you hit me with, I spent four full days. And then <laughs> you let me know the standard of quality, like, information I meant to know for this but podcast. The is... And then suddenly I have to spend, like, two full days doing research. Okay, cards on the table, guys. I did spend multiple entire days putting together all the information for the, like, the actual vampires part of this. But when you hear what it's boiled down to, you're going to be like, how the fuck did that take you over an hour? And that's why we need full research teams, because it it's the whole thing, right, Maddie? It's like, we make it look easy. Yeah. It's <laughs> we really, make you're going to say, easy. that is such simple information. But the amount of separate fucking folklore Wikipedia pages I had to read through yep. to find this shit. Yep. I, at one point, had like 32 tabs of separate different countries folklore just open on my fucking computer and I had to read through all of it and be like is this a vampire which talking points do I need to compile from each one Jesus Christ anyway so this is the most thoroughly researched episode we've done yet and uh, it will not show no not at all but it'll be great it'll <laughs> so be good fun it'll be even better for you guys just knowing what went into <laughs> it uh so if you haven't already figured it out, you probably have. We are basically going to be talking about Twilight and vampires. We'll be running you through our own personal journey. We'll also be telling you what the Twilight books are about, just in case you've forgotten, or in case you're new to the Twilight universe. The Twiverse, if you will. Yeah, uh, we've and got we do mean our, our own personal Twilight journeys, not our journeys into vampirism. No, because of that's the, a whole other podcast. Yeah, of the occult, like that's honestly one of the bits that appeals to me the least. I call had, me crazy. I have but. had quite a few vampire phases. It is responsible for my obsession with Romania and why mm. I was so excited to go there in October oh, no, 2016. I'm in them, but yeah. in terms of what I would participate in, witchcraft number one, vampirism like way down the bottom. What's between them? Uh, I would put vampire maids. No vampires up there for me. Really, I just don't want to drink blood. I mean, neither I don't do want I. To drink but I mean, in terms of like. <laughs> Not as in, like, becoming the mythical creature, uh-huh. but just, like, weird fucking people. Oh, because there are people out there who do it. It's, like, yeah. also, like, a sex thing people where they're, like... People who think they're witches, there's a spectrum of, like, you can be really cool and you're an absolute fucking weirdo. True. But every single person who's dabbled nah, in vampirism... You're right. you're right. And they always do a murder and it's always a really fucking boring murder. Yeah. It's no, you're not wrong. Thing. Anyway, we'll be running through what the Twilight books are about. 
we'll be ranking the Cullens, we will be giving you our hills to die on, and we'll also be running through the differences between uh, otherworldly vampires and the Twilight vampires. That's right. And you might think that the Twilight vampires are the golden standard of vampires, you bitch. And we not. Maybe they are. We'll, we'll dive into that. We will. We'll figure it out. We will. That's where all of my research will come into play. <laughs> anyway, Maddie, let's kick it off with a win and wine. Okay. Uh, brief ones this week for me, because uh, we just really want to dive on in. Mm-hmm. My win uh, is that I slept at night last night. That Honestly, she's not done that in a while. Yeah, you may have noticed we missed an episode last week. That will... Initially, it was because I had a weird flu thing, but then I just went full on nocturnal to the point yeah. where I had to stay up for 36 hours yesterday to make it to nighttime to go to bed. And I did. On so. the new moon, we both stayed up until 7 a.m. Well, I stayed up till 7 a.m. I was in her apartment making vision boards because it was a very important new moon for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to bed and then I wake up at around like 1230 and I see a message from Maddie about 10 minutes before I got up and I messaged her. I was like, wow, impressed you managed to get up before me because I assume she stayed up a little bit later. Um, and then I scrolled through all the messages she had sent me and there was a new one about every half hour to an hour between 7am when I left and that time indicating that she had not actually slept. Look, I did, <laughs> I did go full nocturnal for a week. This is not a new thing in my life. <laughs> But it's fine. It's fine. I did say we should have recorded this episode at 4 a.m. on the yeah. moon. But you know what? When no one says it, it doesn't get done. So instead, we just made vision boards. <laughs> like I did say at 7 a.m. as I was leaving the apartment. Yeah, when we both had started to crash. But yes. anyway, as opposed to 4 a.m. when we were both really fucking manic. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. My win is that I did sleep at night last night. I went to bed just before midnight after having been awake for killing it. At least 36 hours. Um, wow. Well done. That wasn't smart. Anyway, great. Good job for me. <laughs> My win is that Fiona 10.0 is here, baby. I wrote B-A-Y-B-E on my notes, and I really wanted to drive in the baby, but saying it out loud is not the same as having it written down. Yeah, I'm saying baby a lot at the moment, but it's like B-A-B-I-I-I-I-I. Mm. And sometimes I read it as babby. Oh, yeah, it's spicy. Fun. Yeah. Um, and that is why I was up so late on the new moon because she really just had to get her vision board done and keep planning Fiona 10.0. Mm-hmm. But she, she did also it. did have to get pushed back to Thursday. She from did get Monday pushed back to because Thursday. we stayed up. Yeah, we goofed a little bit. Yeah. And what's, what's your wine? Uh, my wine is that I got rid of my Twilight books. What? Why? That's my wine. Because I got rid of a, a lot of my books before we moved countries. Oh, I thought you meant like this week and i was like no. of all the weeks oh my god no because okay. i was like i'm never gonna read these again and having had to read through the plot in order to write our summaries yeah. i probably will never read them again yeah but just like for for the, the history artifact, yeah yeah that pisses me off mm, yeah that's fair mm-hmm. uh, my wine jesus christ is that my trump shopping basket is full oh no oh no and i keep forgetting to check out how upsetting. Um, so if you guys haven't been hashtag online this week, uh, essentially there is a thing with, I, I'm assuming Gen Z started it. They start all the smart they start, stuff. They, yeah. they're, they're the cool kids in town. Um, but apparently someone just said that it'd be a real shame if everyone filled up their shopping basket on the Trump merchandise store. and then, Which exists. Which does exist. It is deranged as well. They have like Joe Biden quotes on there that are trying to like defame him. It's it's a whole world. Crazy old um, Joe. Yeah. And then if you fill up your basket and then start reading about the detrimental effects of abandoned digital shopping carts, 
for businesses and then you forget to check out. Um, and the best part of having ADHD is that I genuinely did forget to check out for two whole days and Maybe now I've just left it up. planning on checking out with 23 million I mean, but I could have like closed the tab. That's true. Um, but I still haven't. <laughs> so, oh no guys, I keep forgetting to check out of my Trump merchandise store. That's my wine. I can't believe I forget. I'm such a silly ditz. That's so sad. Yeah. Sorry to the people who are doing the stats for that website. I know. Really mm. upsetting. Oops. Anyway, um, but... You know, where I've lost, maybe someone else can win. So you guys give it a go. Just fill up your Trump shopping cart and... See if you remember to check out. See if you remember to check out. See if you spend too much time Googling the detrimental effects of banned and digital shopping carts. We really just don't want to mess up his e-commerce and, you know, cause them to overorder and lose money on the next batch or yeah. maybe make people not be able to order the merchandise. Yeah, really I wouldn't want the want. merch oh. to be unavailable. Oh, that'd be so disappointing. So guys... Sad, sad, sad. I hope this doesn't happen to you, but that is my wine. Okay. So I just like to know your personal journey with Twilight. Like, when did you read the books? What do you, What are some standout moments? I don't really remember. Okay, fair. But I definitely read them when I was 15. I was definitely going through some boy drama and was like, I love Edward Cullen. I yeah. love this book. It's great. All of my friend group had also read it. Mm-hmm. So we would just, like, sit around and chat about Twilight. I remember there were specific parts that I would just be like, I am living for this shit. I would read the scenes of, like, what when she almost got, like, maimed in that weird dark street. And then he, like, picks her up out of nowhere oh in my his God, car. And you're like, that is the hottest I'm like, he thing. has a car. And he <laughs> stopped her from getting murdered that's so cute and i loved that shit so much i know that i definitely had read the first three by the time breaking dawn came out Mm because i anticipated that release so hard i was really early on it Mm -hmm. because liam was really (laughs) so liam read twilight before me and he was like You've got to read this shit. And I was like, okay. Classic straight high school leader. I love to be a straight high school boy. Um, And so then I read it and I remember I could not fucking put it down. Yeah. Like I would read it. I remember distinctly reading it in science class, like having it on my lap and just look, couldn't get enough of it. Could not get enough of it. I will. Yes. I would say enchanted. Yeah, I was just like spellbound by this shit. I was like waiting, like I got ready for netball practice and I'm sitting there reading it. Like I have such distinct memories of just reading it all the fucking time being like, this is incredible. Um, And then (laughs) for the first movie when it came out, Liam and I went together to like the opening premiere. I don't think we went to like a midnight screen, but it was like the opening day. We had tickets booked ahead of time and then they'd almost sold out. But thankfully we turned up super early so we got like some random special treatment and we got some like fancy cups or some shit like that. Yeah, I had the commemorative cup. Yeah, also blogging Twilight by Dan Bergstein. I had to do so much research to find what this was again. Basically, he just did iconic commentary on all of the books and like chapter by chapter running down what happened and I soaked that shit up. I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah, um, so that I was- do remember like not being able to get enough. Yeah. Of Twilight. It was so good. And we would also like, when they first released the cast list, I remember exactly where I was, like the morning of school in the computer room and like looking up with my friend. Like, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, it was very interesting. We are like, Cedric Diggory? Really? Yeah. Wow, what a crossover. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who are all these people? Like, I have such clear memories of all yeah. that. Anyway, that was my personal journey. As this is such a broad, broad, broad topic, Twilight, the Twiverse. Mm-hmm. We thought we'd bring you up to scratch in terms of where we are via a little survey that I found, which is 20 Twilight questions. Question number one. Did you read the book Twilight? (laughs) Duh. I would be making this a podcast episode if I hadn't. I'm not a fucking faker. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't read the books, don't worry. We will be giving you a rundown in this episode, but maybe check them out at your local library. (laughs) 
Number two, uh, was the book better than the movie? Um, I think so, but only because when I read the book, I was more of a teenager so i was able to really immerse myself in it we were also still teenagers when it came out no but not all four movies oh yeah i never saw the later ones yeah i could get fully immersed in all four books but not all four movies so i'm gonna say they were better but like uh, it's not a hill i'm gonna die on i don't really care okay well i would say that the books are infinitely better than the movies okay cool well well the movies are great but like as a meme yeah as a meme question number three did you find the book to be sexier than the movie oh my god stop i mean probably I don't think I found the, I don't think the I found movie. Either sexy. Yeah, but I mean, like in terms of yeah. what I would have probably I, the book. The book. Yeah, the movie I did not find sexy at all. Yeah, it was really clammy. Yeah, just overall. Uh, number four. Did you cry at all during the book? I don't. I can't tell you when, but I probably did. That, like, yeah, I'd say I, I probably did at some point because yeah. I was fifteen. Yeah, and I. I'm still going through a lot, but especially then, I probably would have <laughs> cried at some point. Number six. Did the end of the last book end? <laughs> Great phrasing. How you wanted it to. I do not remember how it ended. Well, we will be telling you. Uh, I re- recall being being disappointed, I think. Yeah. At the end. I don't remember. <laughs> it's been a decade. Yeah. <laughs> we, the last time either of us read a Twilight book was over 10 years ago. Yeah. So. Number seven. Do you know someone like Edward Cullen? Oh, wait. Why did, so- <laughs> did someone spring straight to mind? No. <laughs> You're going to have to edit yeah. it out. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking wishes. Yes, he would be someone who like secretly models himself on the mystique of Edward Cullen and then would have rather fucking die than anyone else. Oh my know. god, no, with the mystique helmet though, the guy I lost my virginity to would always try and be so mysterious. He'd be like... I hate rainy days. I'd be like, why? And he's like, I can't go into it. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was somewhat based so on So it's like in Colin. primary school when you're like, I'm going to convince people that I'm a mermaid. And like, you're just like, oh, I can't go near with a pool. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he had somehow modeled himself. But I don't know anyone that is like a real life Edward that Cullen. That me of Edward Cullen. Mm. Even- I know lots of people who wish that they reminded people of Edward Cullen. Yeah. But really? No. Realistically, no. no I don't, I don't go close. out enough for that. <laughs> Oh, God. Number eight. Have you ever felt the electrifying jolt that Bella speaks of? Uh, I'm assuming that's like when you meet someone and you get the electrifying jolt. mm. And my answer is absolutely yes. Yeah, I think so. Multiple times. I don't remember the jolt she's speaking of, but I'm assuming yes. If it's just like the holy shit, I'm in love with you the second you see someone. Yeah. 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 Being there, sis. Number nine. Is there someone you could spend forever and eternity with? Hmm. See, this is tricky, right? Because I am engaged. <laughs> but it's like forever and an eternity that is so long. Yeah, my problem is less with like who I'd be with, but just having to live forever. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm yeah. like, it would just be such a drag. Like I'm planning to stay with Will. You know? <laughs> Don't sound too excited about it. <laughs> Tragedy or horrible shock pending. Yeah. But um, I'm, yeah, I'm, anyone I'm, forever. I, I yeah. would want to be with myself forever because the idea of immortality is horrifying to yeah. me. Yeah. Ew, some bitch in the hallway is being really loud. Stop making me yes. I don't care. I can hear them. And that's yeah, but you're coming out of my apartment again. <laughs> Number 10. What was your favorite quote from the book? Fuck. <laughs> Hold on tight, spider monkey. <laughs> they never said that in the book. Um, I don't know, but I remember one of my favorite observations um, by blogging Twilight was the incessant use of the word loam. 
and finding that hilarious. So I remember, quote, but a word that she did use what a lot. Word? Loam. Oh. It's like dirt. It's a different. It's a fancy word for a pile of dirt. I, think. Oh, I remember she always used uh, chagrin. <laughs> yeah. So Stephanie Meyer had a couple of buzzwords. I reckon. Yeah. She was like, "Let's chuck this in there. Mm-hmm. We see through you, Stephanie." Mm-hmm. But thank you for the content, Fiona. Did you wish? That the sex scenes were more graphical. Oh my god. <laughs> graphical. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Speak truthfully from your heart. I don't remember how graphical they were. <laughs> but I don't imagine I would want to would have wanted them more graphical. I feel like they gave us I enough. Just love this is graphical. <laughs> I know. Um, I first of all, I can only remember them boning one time. Yeah. I remember it being just not something that I... Oh, no, because yeah, on their honeymoon, they were like, there's feathers everywhere. And I'm like, that's a lot. Yeah, they're like, they fuck and she almost dies. Yeah. I don't know how much more graphical I want yeah, that to be. <laughs> I don't want to, like... I do have some questions regarding this later on, but mm-hmm. I just... I, I don't recall there being multiple. Yeah. And I don't think that I would have wanted them to be Fair. more graphical as a 15-year-old <laughs> or now. Number 12. Mm-hmm. Besides Edward and Bella. Dadoi. Who is your favorite character in the book? I don't want to answer this one because we're going to be ranking out characters from best to worst later. Okay, non-Colin. Favorite non-Colin. Oh, Jacob. Wait, no, I liked a niche one. I remember there was like a werewolf that I was like really into, but it wasn't Jacob because I'm not like other girls. <laughs> But I don't remember who it was. Was it the young one whose dad dies so he's damaged? I don't think I went for the young one with the dad dies. I think that's very I mean, you. I was 15 at the time, so Yeah, probably. but that's like very you energy to yeah. go for like the younger one with the dead dad. There was that like one incel at Bella's high school that invites her to prom. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I think it was like, just it was like Jacob, one of Jacob's besties. He had two besties. It was one of them. Oh, what about Bella's dad? I feel like he just, he came to life more in the movie. They made him too dilfy in the movie, and then in the mm. book, he was just, it was just kind of upsetting. Yeah. Because the reality is he's very lonely, and yeah. clearly did, really didn't want to divorce his wife, and no. now he's sad. Yeah, so, not him. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Number 13. Is there anything about the saga that grossed you out? I mean, probably not at the time. At the time, I just ate it all up. Ooh. I mean, apart from Renesmee. Yeah, Renesmee for me, fucked my entire life up. Like, this is something we obviously will address later on, but, like, the two things that fucked up Twilight for me were when they named that baby Renesmee, Mm -hmm. because I was like, what the fuck have I been reading? Yeah. Like, as soon as they say Renesmee, you're like, holy shit. It's, yeah, it's like the wool has been pulled off from over my eyes. But some cost fallacy, you keep on reading. You you gotta keep reading. Um, And then I think the movie also fucked it up for me a bit. But yeah, that grossed me out, the Renesmee thing. Mm. Um, Everything that happens with Renesmee, like Jacob wanting imprinting on the baby, that grossed me out. Um, The name itself, the birth, all of it. In retrospect, everything grosses me out, but I do think that them having sex grossed me out at the time because they just made it sound just like the worst thing ever. Mm. Um, Yeah, lots lots to be grossed out by. Lots to be grossed out by. Number 14, do you want to be a vampire? Yeah, why not? I don't know if I want to be a vampire. Because, again, the eternity thing. And, like, it's, like, the same thing as Mo Money, Mo Mo Problems. Like, (laughs) Mo Magic, Mo Problems. Like, as soon as you're a vampire, you have to deal with a whole new world of issues. I feel like I'd want to become a vampire, like, in my 40s. In the same way that, like, I'd probably adopt a kid in my 40s. It's like, I've done this part. Let's try something new. I think if if it were out of... Because the next question is, do you want to be a werewolf? Which, no, no, I don't. No. But if out if you had to be a Twilight vampire or a Twilight werewolf, which one would you rather be? I'd go vampire. I don't know. Because the werewolf you thing, like... You seem so stressed. Yeah, because... <laughs> 
the vampires are cooler, mm-hmm. but werewolves, they do just get to live normal lives, but with powers. Mm. Whereas, like, I just don't want to live forever. And they do have more of a moon connection. I don't want to live forever. Okay, we're not, uh, we're not please, saying you Please, guys. <laughs> guys, please stop sending us immortality juice in the mail to our P.O. box because we're so fucking famous. Maddie doesn't want to live forever. She's made this so clear. She's expressed a boundary. Send kombucha instead. <laughs> yeah, that really did stress me out. Because yeah. I think the werewolves, I'm like, ugh. The like, thought of ugh. transforming into a werewolf, it, it sounds it's so gross. painful. Yeah. I don't like it. And also then you just end up naked. I'm like, I don't want that. And they can all read your mind, yeah. like all the other werewolves. But they're all like hella buff. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I, I would fuck one, but I don't know if I'd want to be... <laughs> If you had to fuck a twilight vampire or a twilight werewolf, which one would it be? Is the wolf and wolf? No. <laughs> Ew. Um, wolf. Obviously. Werewolf. Not yeah. actual wolf. <laughs> I'd fuck a wolf. Yeah. I would have fucked like a stone cold That's the thing. ice brick person. Something that I do want to... Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to it. But like... <laughs> we will circle back to fucking vampires. Boy, will we. But um... Yeah, it doesn't seem like fun because no. it's like he just doesn't know how. To, I don't understand how he can't control his own strength. No, like I could crush an like an eggshell if I'm holding it. Apparently, but you I can't. also apparently you can't crush an egg with one hand. Fiona, I've just read this on TikTok. It could be fully wrong. You, there's a thing about the structure of the egg that means it can withstand a lot of pressure from mm. certain angles. Mm. But if you, I got my thumb and went crack on the egg, it would break. Okay. Like, you can smoke. I believe yeah. you. You've got half a story right, but TikTok has not explained it properly. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. could, I could crush just an eggshell in my hand, but TBC, I'm also but yeah, perfectly capable of just holding an eggshell. And I mean an eggshell. Yeah. So it's already broken. True. I was just True. thinking of something weak, Fiona, just so you wouldn't be like, you're not strong, bitch. <laughs> you're gonna crush I could rip leg. the fucking phone book in half if I wanted to. <laughs> just kidding. Who has a phone book? It's 2020. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I can control my own level of strength. <laughs> Your limited range of strength yeah. you can control. Yeah. Like, I could, I could crush something, but I choose not to. Well, maybe that is about, the, maybe it is like the... Is he just so vampire horny that he can't help himself? <laughs> but maybe it's the wider range of strength that they have. Like, we can choose not to crush an egg because we only have to deal with like 1 to 10 of strength, but he's dealing with like 1 to 1,000. Yeah, but the thing is, he can hold pens. True. He doesn't break the... You know what I mean? breaking He's in science class and he just keeps smashing He's got ink all over his hands every day at school. <laughs> He's just like <laughs> sitting there with ink stained hands. He him inky hands. <laughs> Edward inky hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally they literally just... They wouldn't be the cool Colin guy hands. I'd be those weird kids who walk around with ink on their hands. <laughs> It's like Edward Scissorhands, but Edward Inky. Yeah, that's and he's just like sitting at the desk in science, staring so upset. And, and they have like specific hands. desks for all the Cullen kids because they keep staining them with pen ink. And there's just like <laughs> shattered pieces of dick. <laughs> <laughs> Bella walks in first day and he like accidentally wipes ink on his face and it looks like a fucking idiot. But it won't, like, remove because you need to have it, like, you have to have the warmth to help remove it from your skin. So he's been ice cold. It's just stuck there. Anyway, so, yeah, he can clearly control his strength, but he just wants to fuck her to death. Yeah. And also, it would not be nice. He'd be so cold. Like, even, like, imagine anyone touches you with cold hands. It's like, ooh, imagine. No. Ooh. Ooh. And if he's, like, working up a sweat, so he's just cold and clammy. I don't think he can sweat. 
Ooh, I get into that with my biology. Oh, okay. Wow. I don't remember if he can or not. Okay. <laughs> there was a lot of questions about how he could come into her, though. Oh, this was... Okay, my talking... Let's, should we just get into it now? My talking okay, sure, sure. How the fuck does he get it up? He does not have blood flow. So, one moment, I'm scrolling through my incredibly long Evernote This here. is a question that I didn't originally come up with re-Twilight. I was watching the show Dracula, starring Jonathan Reese Myers. It was very short-lived, but it was a good time. And he fucks... How does he get it up? He doesn't have circulation. The penis requires circulation to inflate. If you don't have blood, how do you get it up? That's my question. Um, looks like I have to Google because apparently I left it specifically out of my notes. Maybe they don't answer that though. No, I definitely saw it around and I was just trying to keep it a bit PG. How does Edward Cullen Literally, if you type in how does Edward Cullen, the first two responses are get hard and have sperm. How Twilight's Edward Cullen got erection. Thank you, metro.co.uk. I'm on e-online. <laughs> but yeah, I've always wondered this. Because you do need to have blood to get a boner. Mm. So, and like, it just, it just doesn't make sense. And also, how does he jizz? Because mm-hmm. if your body stops, your body stops growing up. Yeah. You're not gonna it's not going to be making new sperm. sperm. So has he just not jacked off at all since he died in 1918? Has he just got the yeah. same 1918 sperm in there? Would that even work? Probably not. But anyway, Stephanie Meyer wrote on her website, The skin serves the same general purpose of protecting the body. However, the cells that make up their skin are not pliant like our cells. Yeah, we know. That's why he's hard like a fucking rock. But how does he get hard? Mm-hmm. A fluid similar to the venom in their mouths works as a lubricant between the cells. Which makes movement possible. Oh, so that's how they don't just seize up. Uh, note, <laughs> this fluid is very flammable. Throughout the vampire's body are many versions of venom-based fluids that retain a marked resemblance to the fluid that was replaced and function in much the same way and toward the same purpose. So There's- it's basically they just have vampire venom instead of jizz. And then vampire venom that acts as blood to make him hard. It says there's no vampire venom replacement that works precisely like blood. Many of the functions of blood are carried on in some form. So they just basically have a... There's a a venom in his body that is just get your dick hard. Get your dick hard venom. That's the thing, because there's no reason that male vampires should even need to get a boner. Because female vampires can't get pregnant. Yeah. So why can they fuck? Why? Why? That doesn't make any sense. It makes no evolutionary sense. Will and I had a full-on multi-day argument about evolution. (laughs) Was it based on, should Edward Cullen be able to have a hard dick? It was similar to that. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, the question we're trying to answer is, would we want to have sex with a vampire? The werewolf. Yeah, werewolf, absolutely. Very warm, but like, they don't seem like they'd be sweaty. No. And also like, they all seem to be ripped. Also, I was just, I was a Jacob girl anyway. Mm. You'd have been an Edward girl. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a basic gangly white dude with brown hair yeah. who's, like, sad. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Let us know if you guys would rather fuck a vampire or a werewolf. And if you would fuck a vampire, for anything other than the clout, let us know why. <laughs> Do you wish there was another book? Well, we should know more, Maddie, because there is. I, I was going to say And that, this podcast yeah. is sponsored, but no. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine. If you're a real twihard, you may remember... Back in the day, mm-hmm. there was the first chapter of, um, what's it called? Rising Sun. Mid- Midnight Sun? Midnight Sun? Midnight Sun. Something Sun, um, which was just Twilight, but from Edward's perspective. Mm-hmm. 
And everyone, like, lost their fucking minds. And I do still think that would have been a good idea. But then Stephanie Meyer got mad at people for something. It was like, I'm not bringing this out. She, like, someone leaked the first chapter. And then she's like, the book is cancelled. Everyone's like, it's one chapter out of a whole book. Like, she's like, I haven't written it. I wanted an excuse. Yeah. Yeah, there is a new Twilight book that came out in, like, 2015. Mm -hmm. And just none of us heard of it. I think it's the same story, but they've changed everyone that's a girl into a boy. Mm -hmm. And vice versa. Which is dumb because half it you just what fucking teenage boy would do the shit Bella did <laughs> for that man like yeah and what female vampire would be as stupid as Edward and like would be like I can't wait to get some like sixteen year old dick ew like, yeah. yeah ooh a spicy one mm-hmm. did Bella deserve Edward yeah. I think they deserved each other. Yeah, yeah. that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you asked me this as a 15-year-old, I would have said no. No, of course not. I deserve Only Edward. I deserve <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you think Edward deserved Bella? Again, they deserve each other. But also, no. <laughs> I don't. I think she sucks. But at the same time, he's like 100 years old and should know better. And she's a 17-year-old girl. Yeah. Do you like Edward or Bella more? I think I like Edward more. I, Bella is insufferable. I think that's widely known. Mm-hmm. But the further I get from being a teenager, the more repellent <laughs> I truly find Edward Cullen. <laughs> that's fair. But for the bands, Edward, duh. Mm-hmm. And the final uh, intro question mm-hmm. is, what about the saga shocked you the most? I think the biggest shock to me was Jacob imprinting yeah. on Renesmee. Yeah. That would be the biggest one for me. But I think the fact they named the baby Renesmee, I think that just startled me because I was like, I've been reading trash this whole time. Yeah. I don't think I ever thought it was like good. Oh, I definitely thought it was good on the first book. I was like, this will transform your fucking lives. It's great. Yeah. But I don't know that I was like, this is the greatest literature of all time. Fair. I was just like, this is transformative. That's (laughs) true. Yeah, no, it definitely was the sort of thing where you're like, you haven't read Twilight. You need to read it. Like, trust me, just once you read it, you will love it. You will love it. What and time. then they named it Renesmee. And then yeah. even at 15, I was like, this is fucked. <laughs> if they'd named it fucking Emily or something, like Sarah, yeah. I would have been like, weird that they're keeping it so basic, but yeah. okay. Renesmee. Ugh. What do you do if they combined like Bella and Ed with like Bellwood? I'd be fine with that. Yeah. It's just Renesmee specifically as a word. It's awful. Yeah. To uh, bring us all up to speed on the events of the entire Twilight Saga, mm-hmm. Fiona and I have prepared summaries of each book for you. We've taken two each, and we will just be starting our journey right now with Fiona's retelling of Twilight. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read this and see where it takes me. Yeah. Bella is just your average 17-year-old girl that absolutely any girl can imagine herself as, and has to move to the rainy and dark forks after living it up in sunny Phoenix, Arizona. She sees a really super hot mysterious family, especially the super hot mysterious Edward Cullen. He tries not to throw up next to her in biology, then just leaves school for several days, which okay. Then they start to date and he watches her while she sleeps and learns that he's a vampire. Um, and then I've stopped writing in a paragraph and I've just started writing dot notes. Okay. And I've written, but also want to fuck Jacob, who's like a family friend, I guess. Oh my God. They have a shit ton of graduation caps. <laughs> Three bad boy vampires come and interrupt a pretty dope baseball game. 
run away to Bella's dance studio and, like, I can see this so vividly still. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Bella ends up not dying. Nice. <laughs> okay, I think what you did there was outline what your summary was going to be. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Oh my I've God. also written, um, fun additional fact, her mum is moving with her husband who needs to travel because he's a minor league baseball player. <laughs> Which, why do they need to travel Is that much? Is his Phil? I think so. <laughs> I um, um, and also, it's a fun connection to the Cullen baseball game. I knew it was big, but I didn't know that big, like, for a sport to be mentioned twice in one vampire novel. <laughs> okay, yeah, my summary is incredibly different from that. <laughs> Hopefully, if you're listening to this episode... Am I wrong? You've at least seen the first Twilight movie. But so- if you haven't, that was a perfect summary. <laughs> Wow, I really hope my summary doesn't rely on you having explained anything. (laughs) To just give you one hint of something that I think you may need to know, one of the three random vampires that turns up and interrupts a baseball game Mm -hmm. is called Victoria. Yep. Another one of these vampires is called James, who's Victoria's boyfriend or something. I don't have time to name every character in the book, Maddie. And the whole reason that the end of the book, which you just... The reason they end up going to Bella's dance studio. They went to a hospital too. Yeah. Why was that? Because she got hurt. Because the three vampires tried to kill Bella. I said that and, and she didn't die. And then they chased her the whole way to fucking Arizona. And then they ended up killing James, who's one of the vampires. True. In the dance studio. And that's why Victoria, mm-hmm. you remember that name. Is a bit mad. Is mad because the Cullens killed her boyfriend for Bella. Okay. I didn't say it'd be flawless. Wow. I thought it would exist, though. I thought you would have covered something. Okay. Boy, oh boy. Wow. Maddie's turn. (sighs) New Moon by Maddie McGowan. Fuck. (laughs) Happy birthday, Bella. Oh my god. Our little princess is 18, and her BF's fam is throwing a fabulous soiree for literally just their own household. Fun. Mid-vibe, Bella gets a paper cut like a damn idiot. The whole gang gets a whiff of that super blood, and Jasper loses his fucking mind and tries to rip her throat out. No dice, unfortunately. But Edward is spooked, and instead of discussing his complex emotions, he decided to dump Bella out of the blue, in a manner similar to my own first heartbreak, and leave town without a trace. Bella spends a night crying on the ground in the woods or something along those lines, which is kind of fair, but also a lot. Next day, whole family, gone. Not a single Cullen or Hale in sight. Bella is upset and pulls perhaps her all-time most relatable move by responding to this breakup so fucking dramatically she's basically comatose with depression for several months and is even so distraught that she somehow loses her memory. Honestly, big mood. I respect it. At some point, she starts hanging out with Jacob as a coping mechanism slash distraction technique slash accident and realizes he's kind of cute now and also kind of mysterious. Something's certainly afoot, but she just can't be bothered to care yet. Instead, she discovers that acting like an actual fool, recklessly driving motorcycles, seeking out potentially dangerous interactions with strange men, and jumping off cliffs, conjures up Edward's voice in her head. So she makes it her business to do so much dumb shit in the hopes of holding on to her cold, absent ex. It was literally so deranged. We've all been there. (laughs) At some point, she discovers werewolves are real, and Jacob is one, but it's still secondary to being sad, and also the werewolves save her from Victoria who has popped back to avenge her own recently departed ex. Thanks, Cullens, for leaving that obnoxious little side plot unsolved. (laughs) Jacob is very into Bella. Bella still wants Edward. Jacob gets sad, and they almost kiss one time, but then they don't. Meanwhile, in a Romeo and Juliet-style twist, Edward has been led via an Alice vision to believe that Bella has jumped to her death. Yikes! 
In reality, <laughs> she was just having a rebellious moment and cliff diving with her BFF, Jacob. But what's a vamp to do? Travel to Italy and attempt to commit a very extra brand of suicide by provoking the Volturi, a super bougie vampire family who just kind of run this shit. <laughs> Yours is so much better. <laughs> they say nope to killing him because he's talented. He stomps off. Alice discovers Belle is alive and that she's goofed hardcore by telling Eddie otherwise. And the race is now on to stop him before he does something really heckin' dumb. Off to Italy we go, reaching Edward just in time to stop him from flashing the hole of a crowded piazza with his shimmery torso and getting ripped to shreds by the vampire Kardashians. All is well, he is safe, but now the Volturi know Bella exists and they are not pleased. It is decreed that as she knows their secret, she must be vampirized ASAP or it's bye-bye Bella. rut row. Yours is so much better. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not done yet. The Cullens agree to this deal. Everyone flies back to Forks. End of story. Psych. Turns out there's a clause in the Vampy Werewolf Treaty that means if Bella is transformed, all bets are off. So things look like they'll be staying complicated for our kooky little gang. Jacob gets pissed she'd rather be a vampire than a werewolf and storms off. Bella gets grounded by her dilf and it's back to the drawing board re-interspecies relationship drama. That was New Moon. Now here's Fiona's summary of the third book in the series eclipse uh, i mean it's this long jesus christ <laughs> okay so essentially there are a bunch of murders happening in seattle washington which is right near forks washington the cullens are like that looks like it's going to be a baby vampire bella is applying to unis and alice has a vision that a redhead from book one is gonna come back to kill bella that was victoria, That's victoria. Yeah. Bella decides to spend some time with the wolf lads because they can protect her. And Edward is mad but says fine until Jacob is like, JK, I love you. And Bella is like, oops. <laughs> then Edward proposes to Bella and she dead ass says yes, but on the condition that they can fuck before they get married while she's still a human. <laughs> the Cullens realize the murderers aren't just a baby vampire, but many baby vampires run by the redhead. It's a baby vampire army. <laughs> The Denali, who are like their vampire besties, don't want to get involved, so the Cullens and the Wolves team up to battle, and all of that is happening, but the main thing is that there's a fucking tent that Jacob is hiding with Bella in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's a whole war I, I remember, remember this. That. My only mental image of all of Eclipse is them being on some fucking mountain, and yeah. Jacob and Bella spooning, and Edward just being really angry because yeah. he doesn't have any blood, so he can't That's warm all her I up. remembered. <laughs> While they're in the tent, Jacob learns that Bella is engaged, and he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill myself in this <laughs> if you don't love me so she's like okay and kisses him and realizes oops I love him too and then Edward comes over to protect Bella from the redhead and seeing Jacob and Bella canoodling anyway Edward kills her oh I think that's Victoria <laughs> anyway Edward kills Victoria and it ends with Bella and Edward deciding to get married and Jacob wolfing away all sad <laughs> am I wrong did I miss anything? I mean, yeah. probably yes. Yeah, but... probably yes, but I wouldn't know because it wasn't covered. So... <laughs> <laughs> All you covered was like the vague premise and then the last couple chapters. And then the chapters. really intense tent part that really stuck That was with all that stuck with me though. Yeah, there was a whole thing about like, if you turn a kid into a vampire, they're like fucking crazy and you can't control them. Yeah. And I think that does come into play in Breaking Dawn. <laughs> Summary by Matthew McCannon. <clears throat> Breaking Dawn. Our sweethearts have graduated from high school, 
Bella for the first time, Edward for his 26th. JK, I could not find the actual stats anywhere, but he's super old. Anyway, this super old man then gets right to it and put a ring on it, which means, at long last, it's time to bang. On an island Carlisle apparently owns off the coast of Brazil, because why wouldn't he? The banging is weird, but effective, because within two weeks... (laughs) That's just what I want my sex life to be, weird but effective. Because within two weeks, our 18-year-old bride and her 105-year-old hubby are expecting a little bundle of nightmares. Fab. The nightmare fetus is half vampire, which apparently means it progresses terrifyingly fast. Like, first trimester is way over before she even realizes she's knocked up, which is convenient for Stephanie Meyer, because it means she only has to navigate two weeks worth of pregnancy content before we get to the birth and subsequent inevitable shit show. Yes, that is correct. I did my research and the wedding was August 13th, making the earliest she could have found out she was pregnant the 27th, and birthing occurs on September 11th. Having thoroughly educated- Yeah, yeah. Oh, she did that. Mm-hmm. Having thoroughly educated myself on the intricacies of human pregnancy, I am horrified by the implications of what the fuck is happening inside Isabella's uterus during this two, maybe also, three week organs. period. Her other organs, too. Yeah, you heard that right, people. The absolute longest- <laughs> That her pregnancy could have lasted is under a month. That's terrifying. That's fucking horrifying. Like, human pregnancies are gross regardless. But They're terrifying. Having it, have, having it happen faster, ewey. Ew, ew, ew. No thanks. <laughs> anyway, they pop home and break the trauma to the vampire clan. Bella is literally dying because this demon fetus is sucking her life force out. And Jacob, understandably, is having a rough time coping with his lady love being someone else's wifey. Perspective shifts to werewolf cam for part two of this lovely novel, and Jacob sniffs out a conspiracy when he realizes Bella's dad hasn't been allowed to see her since she got home. He busts into Casa Cullen, ready to rip out some jugulars, and discovers Bella pregnant as fuck, looking less than fresh. Uh Uh-oh. He tries to make her have an incredibly late term, if we're going by demi-vampire growth standards, abortion. Carlisle and Alice are both like, TBH will probs die. But she's like, no, thank you. I will have my child because she reckons Edward will have to change her then. And she is not wrong. Anyway, (laughs) I doubt an abortion would have even worked on this abomination. So they really don't have much choice but to sit tight at this point. Meanwhile, the rest of the werewolves are eavesdropping via wolf telepathy and decide they want to murder this pregnant woman and her unborn child, (laughs) which is just great and very normal coming from a group who have thus far proven to be pretty solid guys, but whatever. (laughs) Jacob narks on his werewolf bros and forms a new pack with his friends Seth and Leah so the mean wolves can't read their thoughts anymore and set up shop outside the house to guard Bella till she expels the monster swelling within her. Don't have to wait long because Bella goes into labor and this creepy fucking baby starts literally trying to tear its way out. Not unlike a nightmare I myself have had. And Edward is forced (laughs) to perform a cheeky DIY C-section and then chomp down on wifey to save her lifey. He injects his vampire venom into her heart and off we go. She has what she wanted all along. After all this, they name the baby Renesme, a mix of both their mothers, Renee and Esme, and we all collectively have the sudden aha moment that we have wasted so much of our time reading absolute trash. <laughs> Renesme, are we a joke to you, Stephanie Meyer? <laughs> Likely. Jacob reckons Bella's dead, so he goes inside to murder the baby, but instead he falls in love with it, and that's fine. Why wouldn't that be where this entire series has been leading us? <laughs> Back to Bella's perspective, she wakes up feeling like a new fucking woman. She's super hot now and can jump very high. Even better, she and Edward can bone without her entire skeleton turning to dust. You love to see it. 
Renesme has spent the last five mins turning into a full-ass toddler, and then there's a big old misunderstanding where some chick from Alaska thinks she's a human child who was turned into a vampire, which apparently makes the kids go absolutely fucking rogue and have to be destroyed. So she narks to the Volturi. Big L for the Cullens, because now the Volturi are pissed. Realizing they're in for a tussle now that the vampy Kardashians think Carlisle and co are coming for their brand, the Cullens ring up all their good vampire mates and compile what is essentially a vampire band-aid 20 to fight the Volturi and save Renesmee slash Bella slash themselves slash the entire arc of the series from getting absolutely fucking whooped. A lot of very fast stuff happens here, but it's still pretty boring because we all stopped caring the second they named it Renesmee. But at some point, the rest of the wolves find out Jacob has solid plans to wife the baby. And because of this, it's like a supernatural version of when European monarchs would sell off their heirs to stop having to do wars to each other for a bit. Very romantic. Wolves are now on Team Cullen. Hell is a hockey rink and pigs are gliding right through the air. What a day. <laughs> anyway. They do some training montages of getting Vamp Aid 20 ready for war. I remember fucking loving that. What? The, the montages of them, like, doing lo- training. Having, like, the protective bubbles and, like, all the different shit. I was like, this is so fucking cool. So yeah. many different vampire powers. They the do- ones from the Amazon, I was like, these look cool. So fucking yeah, cool they brought in vampires from, like, everywhere. And then mm-hmm. they do a full-on, like, training camp of all the different powers and stuff. Yeah, um, did so you cool. like Vamp Aid 20? I did. Thank well you. Done. Yeah, they do some training montages of getting Vampay 20 ready for war. But when the Volturi rock up, they realize Renezme is just a regular mutant, not a chaotic nightmare child, which is pretty fucking anticlimactic for the final twist of the entire four book series. They do all that training and then they're like, oh, wait, she's not a vampire child. She's a half breed. Never mind. Oh. Yeah. They don't even fight? No. I swear they fought. They may have. That's the, that's the Eclipse. That's oh. one you summarized. That's when the fighting is. Oh, is another book? No, the one you just read oh. with the big battle. Yeah, I was like, shit. Was I meant yeah, to I thought there book? was a big fight, but it turns out yeah. I was thinking of the one in Eclipse because yeah. they do just rock up and be like, mm, "Our bad." Anyway, uh, Alaskan Narc Vamp gets chopped for wasting everyone's time. Mm-hmm, There's a bit that. of random drama because no one knows what the fuck to think about Renesmee. But then <laughs> Alice and Jasper, who I think we thought were Judas's for leaving in the first place, but I don't actually know or care at this point, show up just in time. With a 150-year-old freak just like Nezzy, along with his aunt, who he bit one time, who is now also a vampire, and apparently that's enough proof that everything's chill, and we can just go back to whatever the fuck all these vampires and werewolves were doing before now. So the way they're like, she's not a danger, is like, here's another mutant that's the same. Great. I remember that. The big climactic conclusion to this entire 2,500-page saga (laughs) is that Bella finally lets Edward read her mind so he can confirm how she feels about him, which is realistically a step you should be more than comfortable taking far before you get engaged, married, knocked up, or turned into a vampire for the guy. But whatever. (laughs) Every happiness to these freaks and their weird mutant baby, who's probably 5'10 by the end of this chapter and ready to go fulfill her destiny, aka marriage arranged involuntarily when she was half an hour old, to a dude who wants to bang her mom. The important thing is, it's over now, and we're all free to close this chapter and never look back. Until we make an entire podcast episode about it. That's right. So that was Breaking Dawn. And with that, you've got to run down a very comprehensive God, rundown. It all came of flooding back to me. Yeah. As you read it, as I'm sure you guys all felt as I read my podcast. <laughs> I hope we're all feeling up to speed. I sure have a lot of stuff flashing back to me. Just Same. Random mental images of things. But yeah. yeah, that tent was 
really ingrained in there. <laughs> yeah, the tent I imagine like... on like an ice cliff and then just yeah. Edward being so upset. If any of you are good at drawing, can you please do a fan art of um, Edward looking really upset outside the tent with Bella and Jacob in the tent and Edward has ink all over his hands. <laughs> <laughs> or just draw. Any Edward ink hands art. fan art. Please. Because neither of us can draw. I can't draw for shit. No. Please. <laughs> on to the next section. The next segment is why it worked. Um, and Maddie's left this one with me, and as we've established, I'm, all, I'm really prepared and good at doing this. <laughs> so, why it stuck with us, why it's in the history books now. Okay. One, it leapt off a classic legend, vampires. Mm-hmm. Well established, you didn't have to invent a whole new mythical creature. Yeah. And it was like, right at the, the perfect point in the vampire craze, because you had like yes. Vampire Beach before this. Yeah. And you had that whatever that True Blood show and that other vampire show. I've never there was, watched either There was a lot of them. vampire stuff going on. But this came out early enough on that it was existent, but like yeah. hadn't been oversaturated yet. Exactly. Another reason why it worked is Bella. Mm-hmm. Because she was criticized for being a girl so basic that any girl could project herself onto them as if that isn't entirely genius and the actual point. Absolutely. Because any teenage girl could read that book and be like, that me. Sorry, teenage girl or Liam could read that book and be <laughs> like, that me. And then you've just got like one of the biggest, most fanatic demographics on your side. Yeah. I just wrote that baseball scene deserved every fucking Oscar. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. The love triangle was perfect and classic. If it ain't broke, no need to fix it. Team Edward and Team Jacob were so fucking big. And that was like the, the start. Like, I cannot think of another, like, Team Edward versus Team Jacob. There's been no equivalent. No, people have tried. They've tried. But Boy, it's, have never, they tried. it's never reached that fever pitch. And that was actually very essential because it was like, if you didn't love Edward, you loved you Jacob. You could, you had a Jacob. Or you could see the merits in both. And she did a very good job, I'll say this for Stephanie, yeah. um, of truly making it like anyone's game. Yeah. Like, you knew Edward would get her in the end. But did you? But you that could have scene. seen it going the other way. Yeah. That's why she had to throw him the baby as a consolation prize. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack, mm-hmm. it capital- it's obviously just in the movie, but it capitalized on mainstream emo music like no other. Mm. Like, so much muse, just so much classic emo music that also fit into the mainstream that really helped it to like, build on an already cult-like following of emo teenagers it could they could just invest themselves further mm-hmm. uh, but so, also soundtrack even from the book everyone was like what does bella's lullaby sound like exactly and there was like that the one they used in the movie like ugh. but there was that other one that was by fuck knows of who knows. yeah you know what i the one i mean yeah but then everyone's like oh my god at bella's lullaby and yeah. that was its own cult thing mm-hmm. and everyone was like claire de lune i also love listening to debussy <laughs> <laughs> um another reason why it worked is the celebrity culture that was occurring at the time meant that people could ship Kristen Stewart and Rob Patterson together IRL. So you're talking about the movies then? I'm talking about both. It's okay. just like why the the cult of the Twilight. Yeah. Okay. So because the ce- celebrity culture was very... It was a specific type of celebrity culture in the like mid to late 2000s yeah. where people being able to look at Kristen Stewart and Rob Patterson and the fact that they were dating, lol, yeah. um that really helped to drive it forward because then you're invested in the real life version of them as well and it brings it all together. You know what though? Them as a couple nowadays would make so much more sense to me than them as a couple then. Fair. <laughs> because I feel like they've both grown in like the same way. Absolutely. Yeah. And back then it was just like, what? Yeah. Um, and the final reason why I think it worked mm-hmm. is that it made a vampire sound so fucking cool. 
Like, there was none of the gross, gory shit of vampires. It's just like, you can see real clearly and with more colors. You can run really fast. You're automatically super hot and you're mysterious. That's like, true. And why the they wouldn't you want to be that? Yeah. Was like, whatever is special about you in real life, it's amplified as a vampire. Yeah. So it has everyone being like, I bet this would be my talent because I'm talented. Yeah. One thing that you sort of touched on, but that I think is like really... Uh-huh. Is the like they she's made Bella incredibly generic to the point yeah. where it's like our favorite generalized lyric ever from One Direction: five foot something with the skinny jeans. That's <laughs> yeah. the she's that as a person, but the emotions, yeah, are so fucking relatable. True, they've made her more like pathetic, yes, than normal. Yeah, but. She goes through so much drama and shit that you you are along for that ride. Yeah. So I think just as a teen, it really takes you on an emotional journey. It truly do. Yeah. So it's yeah, great. that's why I think it. Why I think the Twilight phenomenon really worked. Mm-hmm. But Maddie, when the movies came out, where did the magic go? <sighs> out the fucking window. <laughs> so I have selected my five biggest Holy issues. Shit, there are so many notes. My five biggest issues with specifically the first Twilight movie versus book, where the magic went, why it didn't quite work. Because upon watching it back now, at the time, I was just happy there was a Twilight movie. Of course. But it did not feel right. Mm -hmm. Now, watching back, I'm like, this whole thing's a fucking disaster. It's great as a meme. Yes. But it's terrible as a movie. So, number one... The makeup was terrible. Don't get me started on Rosalie's wig. So, <laughs> yeah. Nikki Reed, very beautiful. Yes. Very talented. Not a blonde. Yeah. Not even believable as a blonde. Yeah. But Rosalie, they're like, but she's a blonde character. She's the blonde character, so we're going to put a blonde wig on her. Mm-hmm. Either cast someone who could look like a blonde or just let her have brown hair. Yeah. Like, so that, they put, instead of that, they did, like, a really horrible peroxide job on her for the first movie. Yeah. And then put bad wigs on her for the rest of it. And so that was very distracting. Add to that the fact that the foundation on every single vampire, the base makeup across the board was horrific. There was zero dimension. Yeah. They just put, like, white foundation on them and left it as that. So that they all just looked terrifying. They all looked like they had fucking talc on their face the whole time. True. And the whole point of the Cullens is that they're, like, ethereal like they're so fucking hot it's crazy yeah whereas they all just looked like they had the flu the whole time (laughs) they were just like so fucking pale yeah looking at photos now and you're not wrong yeah everyone looks clammy and flat the contacts or whatever the fuck they did for the eyes also terrible like you looked at the colors you were like these this eye color doesn't look believable at all not that they're meant to be like a natural eye color, but like it no. just doesn't even look, it looks like bad contacts. Match that with the flat white foundation. Match that with the fact that all of their hair was fucked and Nikki Reed's in a horrible blonde wig. And you're just like, this looks like someone's first go at doing costume makeup as an 11 year old. That's fair. And when the Cullens look fucked, the whole movie makes no sense. <laughs> true because they're meant like, to be like this next level they're meant to be just stunning so ethereal beautiful but from looking at them not in the sunlight you wouldn't be like there's something wrong they're different you'd just be like they're really hot yeah so if the vampires had looked good it would have taken people longer to clock how bad the movie was yeah when you look at them in the movie you're like why the yeah. fuck why would anyone you would just look at those people and be like these are the freaks from my school 
Yeah. You wouldn't be like, they're all so beautiful and I'm going to turn into a vampire for one of them. They look like bad Madame Tussauds. Yeah. Like, they just look terrible. It makes none of the story make sense anymore. That's because fair. the story only makes sense because you're like, they're so hot and cool. And no one picks up on the fact they're vampires. <laughs> <laughs> I just showed her a great picture of Jedward. Of Jacob. Jacob. We ship it. <laughs> anyway, that's problem number one with the movies. And that was actually a very serious one for me. <laughs> problem number two with the movies <laughs> Fiona's just found um, a compilation of all of them made on Sims looks like Sims it's three I'm most. saving it all put on the story okay now put that away it is the Sims distracted. 3 yeah I knew it wasn't Sims 4 <laughs> I just knew it anyway problem number two with the Twilight movie they are all too old like this is a problem with movies in general mm-hmm. people are always older but mm-hmm. When you look at the fact that all these actors are in their late 20s. Yeah. And then you factor in that they are meant to be about 100. Yeah. It makes it so fucked. Because, like, it makes it less believable that they would be in a high school. Yeah. If they'd cast actual teenagers and you're like, they're meant to be 100. You'd be like, that's so crazy. But they should be in this high school. Whereas in the movie, it just looks like a bunch of adults in a high school. Which yeah, looks fucking it really weird. Does, yeah. Because for the friends, like Anna Kendrick didn't look thirty no. in that movie. No. Like Kristen Stewart doesn't look that old in that movie. No. Jacob's not that old. Weird incel. Yeah, Mike. they literally made all of the normal like, kids yeah. look believable in a high school, and then the Cullens are just like thirty-year-olds sitting in a corner with bad foundation on. Yeah. So you look at them, and you're immediately <laughs> like, these people should not be in a high school. Yeah. And then you factor in they're a hundred. So again, that makes the Cullens fucked. Yeah. And if you don't, if you're not rooting for the Cullens, there's no chance. Yeah. Problem number three leads on from that and something I vaguely mentioned before, which is uh, the movie Cullens do not gel as a believable family unit and also are not cool. <laughs> we are told they are cool, but they do not act cool. They are all very quiet and weird. And again, they act like old people and not teens. Yeah. So when you see these freaks in the corner... There is nothing about them yeah. that you'd be like, they're so cool. Yeah. And as a family unit, you're like, these are just four weird friends, maybe? Like, they don't gel together as a... You wouldn't be like, this is the Cullen family. You'd be like, why are all these 30-year-olds living with these other 30-year-olds in a house? Why is that ink all over their heads? <laughs> you just look at them and you're like, this doesn't gel as a family unit. Yeah. They all act like they're a million fucking years old. Yeah. Like Jasper's walking around like he's got to stick up his ass because he fought in the fucking civil war or whatever. They all act so weird and old. Yeah. And they look weird and old. Yeah. And then you see them in a high school. And so immediately you're primed to be like, these are the bad guys. Yeah. What the fuck? Or at least they're the weirdos in the school. Yeah. And they just don't even interact with each other like a family. They don't seem to like each other at all in the movies. No. There is zero actual human connection, which there actually is in the book. Yeah. So there's no real connection in the movies between Bella and Edward. Which, in the book, it's still a bit fucked, but, like, you can see that, yeah, like... there's a vibe. There's a vibe there. It's what Stephanie Meyer thinks a teenage relationship would yeah. be. It's like they've all been assigned roles in each other's lives, but spent little to no actual time together. So, like, this yeah. is my brother, this is my dad, this is my boyfriend, mm-hmm. but they've never... They don't spend any time together. Yeah, they just no, are assigned I see that. that role. I see that. Um, in the book, they're all still fucked, but the relationship between Bella and Edward develops more normally rather than them just existing near each other forever. My number one gripe when the movie first came out, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this, was that the meadow scene 
which is one of the most important scenes in the book and a fan favorite, yeah. was just not there. Yeah. And that's a pivotal point in the book. Was it not there? They went to a meadow. Yeah. But it was not the meadow scene. Like with the mirror and stuff. In the, mo- in the movie, yeah. they, it's literally just a shot of them lying in a field. Yeah. So like in the meadow scene in the book, it's, it's like when so... he reveals everything and yes. like, she's like, I'm not afraid of you. And he like, it's a very important turning point. Whereas they just didn't do that. It's so clear in my head that it didn't even occur to me that that wasn't in the movie. Cause I was yeah. like, I can see it so visually. Yeah. In the movie, they literally just have them like Whoa. in a field, but it's not the meadow scene. So you never get that emotional development. They just exist near each other and it's like, he's really hot and then he decides she's worthy and then that's it. Yeah. So that doesn't fucking work. That's weird because that was so clearly in my head that I just assumed it was in the movie. Yeah, no, that's when they bond and he shows her all this weird vampire shit. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the movie, rather fittingly, they're just lying there silent. So uh, I think this is a perfect reflection of the fact any emotional depth is completely cut out of the movies. Yeah. And my final gripe with the Twilight movie versus the book mm-hmm. is simply that the vibe is off. Fair. Like, the vibe is not right. The color grading is fucked. Like, the whole <laughs> movie really is, like... They really tried to drive it yeah. home with the color grading. They were like, let's make the whole movie, like, green. Yeah. I think that should have just t- turned up a little bit. Like, just toned it back a tiny bit. And it would be... Because I think the color grading intent is really good to really evoke that mood. But it just needed to be slightly shifted. I... Honestly, I don't think that they should have leaned even even a fraction of that way into that color grade. Mm. Because in in the movie, color grading's fucked, the tone is fucked, the way everyone interacts with each other is fucked. Even when they're just being teens at school, mm. the vibe is not right. So Twilight Yeah, none of them even when like the normal humans interacting at school that I'm like this isn't It's presented as like of my high school experience at as, all. as like a thriller. Yeah. So Twilight should have been framed as a regular teen movie where there happened to be vampires. Yeah. So it should have been like, that would have made it a lot more like, oh my God. Yeah. Whereas what they've done is they've just turned it all fucking green tinted and it's a supernatural drama where people happen to be teens. Mm. Because it's not strong enough on the supernatural element to be like, it's the the X-Files or whatever. I don't know. Supernatural shows. Yeah, it needs to be a bit more generic. Like a slight bit more generic. Like they could have used that grading sometimes, but from start to finish, that movie is like very dark. Yeah. It's like the contrast has been dragged up and like it's green and weird. So when you watch this movie, you're like, this is a weird movie and everything is unsettling. (sighs) Whereas the vibe of the book Twilight was not unsettling. No. It was, like, this is like, oh my God, I get to crisp. read about a boy. Yeah. It was like, it was fun. Yeah. It was like, oh my God, drama. What's going to happen? Yeah. If I imagine the same like cast, but just without the weird color grade and without it being presented as some sort of weird fucking thriller movie. Yeah. It would have been, it would have already been better. Yeah. Because this fun. way you're set up to just be like, ooh, there's something off and I feel uneasy and it's just so dark. And yeah, eh. I think it's just, there was no lightheartedness in the movie no like the closest they got was when one of the normal characters would try and make a joke but it'd be like a one-off joke in this just very dim dark film Mm -hmm. and you're like this isn't what we signed up for yeah it fell off like they would make a joke and you'd be like oh my god someone's gonna die soon yeah which just doesn't work you're right because it's meant to be like an aspirational thing you're meant to want to be bella yeah, you and really are. like, this is so romantic. That's true. In the movies, at no point am I like, oh my god, fuck me up, I want to be a vampire. No. In the books, I was like, fuck me up, I want to be a vampire, mm-hmm. but not in the movie. Ugh. Yeah. The vibe. The whole entire vibe of the movie series. That's fair. Is off. So my hill to die on is just one simple one. 
is make the graduation angle make any sense at all. Yeah. Because they just keep recycling through the high school over and over again. They have so many graduation caps because they stay... Oh, you mean the for the Cullens. For the Cullen okay, family, yeah. yes. Sorry. Like, the students, I get it. Like, maybe they the whole family go through, they graduate, they take two years off, and then no one remembers, which even so is weird. They move. Huh? They move. They don't stay in Forks the whole time. They move? Yes. They're not in the one town forever. They move around. They don't go to the same high school 20 times. Why do they think they did that? Oh, never mind. My gripe is... <laughs> Oh my god. I was also going to say. But um, also, it still makes sense. You just, just not the argument you were trying to make. If you were immortal, why would you keep going through high school? Yeah, wouldn't you want to go to like university and learn more shit? Or like just. They do do go to university sometimes. Yeah. But like, at no point would I be like, I want to go back to a high school. Maybe one time for the lols. For the lols, yeah. But like. Or I guess in an eternity, maybe 50 times because it's an eternity. But but none of them are like. 14 none of them are so young people would be like why aren't you in school mm. they're all old enough and they could be they... like i'm 19 and i'm taking i just don't go to college yeah and then you can do anything and also they don't take t- like they go through the whole high school process because i remember that being a thing they st- and i'm like so you're telling me fucking rosalie is in year seven <laughs> like she's... i mean year nine but still yeah that they don't change so you just look really fucking old <laughs> The f- Especially in the movie. Yeah. Think of how they look in the movie and been like, at some point they would have been in a class of 14 year olds. <laughs> it doesn't make <laughs> any sense. sense. Um, and also I really don't understand why they picked a small town to live in ever. Because there's no anonymity there. Like literally, the first thing Bella hears is everyone's being like, that's the Cullen family. They're fucking weird. It's true. <laughs> like, I was like, because it rains heaps, Fiona. Didn't you read the book? But then it's like, <laughs> it rains lots of places. Also, just stay inside. And yeah, if you're in a city, like a couple of people might know you because they work with Carlisle or something. But it's not going to be the whole town exactly. being like, that's where their house is. This is every member exactly. of the family. Exactly. Like, Jesus there's Christ. no anonymity there. So I just wouldn't pick a small town maybe like do it one time again for the banter of it in the same way that you go to the high school once for the banter of it but it was very clear that they like went to several small towns <laughs> and like this is just what we do we pick another random small town convince everyone there that we're probably vampires and then leave <laughs> like yeah. no so that was that's my hill to die on yeah jeez. yeah i'm gonna rank the cullens Ooh, now yes nice okay i think we are differing here quite ferociously uh-oh so we've each ranked the Cullens from worst to best. Mm-hmm. And this is the Cullens slash Hales, but not including Bella or Renesme. Yeah. So we've got... And we've done them based on the book. Yes. Because I had to write on one of mine specifically, so book book version only. Because... Yeah. Because wow. some of them... I hate them all in the movie, honestly. But, like, Edward in the movie is a great meme. So who knows? You yeah. Know? So this is based on the books. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who is your worst Cullen? Edward. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just kicking it off. Yeah. Well, so for context, you wrote yours worst to best. I wrote mine best to worst. And I'm truly wondering if I would have had a different result had I not gone from best down to worst. I skipped around. We can all tell I just kind of wrote shit down. Mm-hmm. Um, but just when I compared it to the other ones, it just, he just came out last. Yeah. So I just wrote such a weird dude. Sorry, pal. Okay. Uh, my worst Cullen is mm-hmm. Alice because she's weird and boring and causes problems regularly with her visions and doesn't learn. 
almost never mm-hmm. are her <clears throat> visions genuinely helpful. See, I'm giving... I mean, we all know that she didn't come last in mind, so mm-hmm. you'll still find out where she came for me, but my specific note on her was book Alice only yeah. deserves the ranking that she got because in the movie, she is so weird. Mm-hmm. And But in the book, she was actually like, really kind of cool and accepted she was good friends with Bella yeah she like accepted Bella into the family and taught her a lot like I think Alice but was is that cool in the a book a good thing or is that indoctrinating a human 17 year old into your weird pedophile ring vampire house <sighs> and I she's gone that far and kind of gone that yeah. far so she's my my last okay my second but last. I will say that um yeah. The movie one definitely did push me over the edge. Yeah, because I them. I really liked book Alice, and then I remember the movie one, and I hated her. And it was only when I was re like remembering what the books were like, I was like, oh yeah, Alice was fucking dope. She was, and yeah. I really liked her. But and they then, were all better in the book though, so that's. The but thing, like, like Alice, I think just was taken to a whole other level of shit in the yeah. movie. Because in the movie, the she was like really mousy and like. But yeah. my main issue is like, I know I have a lot of problems with all of them actually, but with her <laughs> visions, like. There are so many times, even just in the the year Fair. that we know them, yeah, where her visions, she jumps to conclusions and it causes huge problems. I'm like, mm-hmm. are you telling me that you haven't fucking learned by this point? Yeah. Last. Fuck you. Um, my second last is Esme. Again, none of this is shade. I just wrote, love a mama. <laughs> like, there's, there's no reason for her to be down. It's just because she didn't hit the ranking at the top. Mm-hmm. So... Esme. My second last is also Esme. Yeah, just um, not really notable. Uh, I put her here. It was between her and my next one, but I put her down there just because, like, I could not, I couldn't get past how much I hated her in the movie. Fair. In the movie, she reminded me of a sad goose the whole time. <laughs> um, I've written, she is a chill mum, mm-hmm. but there's a weird vibe, and it feels like she's a bit delusional. Yeah. Way too keen to let her 104-year-old son get involved with a 17-year-old and embrace that whole situation yeah. when it should be shut down. That's like, fair. she is way too... When you're, like, a child, you're like, oh, she's really supportive and that's sweet. But you're like, yeah. she is, in a like, a 100-year-old woman yeah. watching a 17-year-old girl yeah. with your 100-year-old fucking son. That's the thing. I'm like, he doesn't need to go for a teenager. Even if you just date, like, someone who's, like, 24. If you want to look the same age or whatever. Yeah. yeah. 17 mm-hmm. is so young. Yeah. Anyway. So that's why Esme is my second lowest. Yeah. Uh, third lowest, Emmett, because he's hot and he completes the Rosalie Power couple. Interesting. So... Yeah. My third lowest. Mm-hmm. And this was very hard for me because on another level, like, ooh, fucking iconic. Yeah. But my third lowest is Carlisle. <gasps> yeah. Because wow. at the time, I was like, Carlisle, so fun. But gives me weird Mr. Shoe vibes in retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, in the hindsight, he's yeah. like on this weird coven of children and he's like... Let's open our home to this other but I child. I think he's just trying to help people out. Yeah. The thing is, though, he did make a lot of unnecessary vampires. But he and was not everyone to. wants to be a vampire. But he was learning to. And okay, he was just he trying w- to help people. Here's the thing, though. He made all of them mm-hmm. in the last, like, hundred years. Mm-hmm. He was born in the 1600s. Mm, true. So I've got that written down by that's pretty cool. Being born in the 1600s is pretty cool. It's yeah. fun. He was around with Jack the Ripper. That's kind of fun. I'd like to chat about it. Wasn't Jack like, the Ripper after 1600s? Jack the Ripper was 1666. No, 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 no. Jack the Ripper was 1888. Yeah, I was like... So he was around for the fucking Great Fire of London, which I is 1666. I was like, I swear Jack the Ripper was like 1888. No, 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 no. Because no. 666 is the fire and Fair. 888 is the Ripper. Fair. So that's fun for you as a little history lesson. But yeah, when you factor in that like... 
He had been a vampire for like 300 years before he made these people. And he's... But he I got think all of them making... from a situation where he kind of needed to. I it was, read it through served them best. all of them. I didn't. I'm just going off my memory. Some of them... Like, it's at the point where it's like, was it your right to condemn this person to a life of eternity? Yeah. And also, like, then in order to live, like, they have to either be tortured forever or kill other people. Like... Yeah. He's creating a weird little vampire thing. Like, okay. But generally, he's quite level-headed. Okay. So I don't dislike Carlisle, but when I had to come down to it and rank them, he he's my third last. But right. I do love him because, like, he's a dilf from the 1600s. What can I say? Yeah. Uh, next up is Alice. I wrote specifically book Alice only. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was just really helpful and caring and understanding and pretty smart in the book. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting, because my fourth last uh-huh. is Edward. Ah, so we've swapped them around Switcheroon. For Edward, I've gone into a little bit of depth. So <laughs> fucking dramatic and extra, uh-huh. which is great. Yeah. Uh, really very gross that he's with Bella and confusing that he likes her at all, but it's whatever. Loses points for that whole fiasco because like, ugh. Yeah. Uh, but his penchant for dramatics and the time he went rogue and killed a bunch of people in his 20s <laughs> yeah. uh, gives him some edge. Yeah. Because he did, like, fuck off and just go kill a bunch of people, which is, that's interesting. Kind of hot. Um, if this were rankings from before the events of the Twilight book, then he may be at the top of my list. So if True. it's just, if it's just yeah, a vampire yeah, yeah. backstory. But unfortunately, although I love him as a meme, the fact he's willing to risk everyone's life and disrupt the fragile peace between various supernatural groups for Bella, of all people, yeah, uh, is Big gross hooks. and is a wet fish move. So he cannot be placed any higher than this. Also, he agreed to naming it Renesmee, which is unforgettable. That's fair. Yeah. Um. So we're up to the top three now. That's something that we didn't even consider. The like what? that everything they're doing with Edward and fucking Bella. Yeah. It's not just them being like, mm, shall we turn her into a vampire? It's like you are on the brink of unleashing absolute fucking chaos with every supernatural group in the world. Yeah. You're willing to burn the world to the ground for this boring fucking 17-year-old yeah. that your weird 100-year-old son likes and no one has a problem with this. I mean, they're all cooked and that's why we're ranking the Cullens. Like, yeah. um, so, third place. Mm-hmm. This is this is popularity now. Ooh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Third place, Jasper. I just truly love this soft baby boy. Mm-hmm. He's just great. I think he would... I can't remember exactly which Cullen I had a crush on, but I think it was Jasper. Because yeah. he's just... A baby soft boy. He's doing his best to navigate his way in this world. I, I love loved him. Jasper. He's also third place for me. Nice. Um, yeah, he, at the time I was like, fuck yes, Jasper. Yeah. Before the movie, obviously. Also, great name. Jasper loses points for being a confederate in the Civil War. Forgot <laughs> <laughs> <Like all> that. <laughs> Wins points for being chaotic and having the ability to manipulate people's emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I respect that he doesn't give a fuck about Bella. Yeah. But it's nice to her anyway, despite her putting their entire existence at risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mainly I respect the fact he's unpredictable. Yeah. Because he's always the one that just goes rogue and almost kills her. And I love that. Um, loses points for being with Alice because that's boring and I don't get it for him to whip. Um, all right. Second place. Who do you have? This is going to shock you. Mm-hmm. Emmett. Nice. No, yeah. I support it. I liked Emmett. Yeah. My reasoning for Emmett being number two is, um, so his, his near death, mm-hmm. so before he was a vampire, uh, was being mauled by a bear, which is pretty mm-hmm. iconic. And he's a nice, simple guy. Yeah. He gave his human family some cash or treasure or whatever, so they'd be fine. That, yeah. yeah, and he goes rogue sometimes and bites humans, which I kind of love. Yeah. Like, that gets points for me when they go rogue. Because when they're too <laughs> domesticated, I'm like, boo. <laughs> Boring. Boo, try and rip her throat out. Um, 
a nice yeah he's a nice dude but he's not boring and yeah. he, he doesn't overthink shit and he's just happy to be there yeah so my second place which i believe will be your first place from presses of elimination mm-hmm. rosalie mm-hmm. she's a bitch and she knows it yeah she doesn't want this weird human hanging around that's right and i 100% get it she's just fucking cool and like it's the older you get the more you're like oh rosalie makes the most fucking sense she's like literally why are we risking our lives for this dumbass bitch yep I don't get it. Let me and my hot husband, who's super strong, just go do our own thing in our fancy Lamborghini. Yes. Leave us alone. She's the fucking best one, which yeah. is why she's my number one. Yeah. Um, Rosalie. <laughs> Wait, who's oh your number my two? God. Emmett. We just did oh, that. Oh, true. Okay, good, good, good. Rosalie is that bitch. She's so good. She's the most important one, I think, to separate from the movie, because in the movie, they just made her, like... They just kind of toned her down. Yeah, a bit. they toned her down so that she was just like a weird bitch, and like they made Nikki read ugly somehow, which is mm. so confusing. Because she's so hot. Yeah. Like, but in in the book, Rosalie is just so hot. Anyway, so what I've gotten written for her is she's a bitch and she knows it. I <laughs> Literally, <laughs> bitch and she knows it. <laughs> I wrote the exact same thing. <laughs> I love the first thing we wrote. <laughs> she's a bitch and she knows it. <laughs> I like that she's on board with vengeance. Yep. She just wanted a hot boyfriend and yep. to not be bothered by people. And I respect that. Yep. Um, I also would have been mean to Bella in her position. Absolutely. I would have yes. been worse. Um, I honestly may have gone rogue and just killed her to get the problem over with. Yeah, fair. Then Edward would have killed her and that would have been sad. Yeah. Um, given the amount of shit she went through. Mm-hmm. If you look into Rosalie's backstory, holy shit. It's tragic. Um, it's actually admirable she isn't a full-on murder machine. Yeah. It really is. She did a a couple of really great murders, symbolically, at the start of being a vampire, which I'll read a little quote on in a moment. Nice. Um, And she also makes Emmett marry her repeatedly because she loves attention. Yeah. Like, she makes him marry her over and over again so they can keep having weddings. Um, (laughs) And she was robbed of a power just because she's hot. Yeah. Her power is just being hot. I'm like, you can't give me this character and tell me the most interesting thing about her is that she's hot. Yeah. So she was basically murdered by her fiancé's friends... Yeah. Was she pregnant at the time? I can't remember. Maybe? I think she maybe. I don't know. But she was, like, assaulted and murdered by her fiancé's friends. So, this is what she did. Uh, After she became a vampire. This is a quote. Rosalie soon avenged her death by killing Royce's friends one at a time. I remember this so much now. Having saved Royce for last, that's the fiancé, Rosalie donned a bridal gown for dramatic effect and found him locked in a windowless room with a thick vault-like door guarded by two men. Because he was so fucking scared she was coming for him. Yep. Icon. Killing the guards, Rosalie entered the room where she tortured Royce to death. Though she killed seven men, she was very careful not to spill even the smallest drop of their blood, knowing that she wouldn't be able to resist and being repulsed by the idea of having any part of them inside her. An icon. Absolute queen. A fucking icon she's and then so she good. comes to her own conclusion she's not gonna kill anymore finds Emmett, who's just like the most pure fucking guy in the entire yeah. world and then bella rocks up to her house and she's like are you fucking kidding me yeah she has the most normal reaction of all of them which is like first of all why yeah. second of all are you fucking crazy yeah and she's not nice to her just because it's the good thing to do she's like fuck you yeah. fuck you give me my car my hot husband my many many weddings yes it doesn't make sense to me that she goes to high school, but Stephanie Meyer's writing, I'm not going to try and poke any more holes in it. Yeah. That's why she's my number one. Fair. My number one is Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Just because 
he is the only one who is consistently not an idiot mm-hmm. throughout the books. Like, I feel like Rosalie and Emmett also aren't idiots, but they don't there have enough screen times, time though, where they are. Um, but yeah, consistently not an idiot. He's just there to look out for everyone. I haven't gone enough into how he made everyone vampires to really make it my hill to die on, but I thought he was doing a good thing. Um, and he's hot. So, yeah. Just love Kyla. He really, he's the glue that keeps the family together, and he does genuinely really care about keeping everyone together and safe, even though now as adults we're like, why did you let Edward date a 17-year-old? Yeah. That's interesting, because I did originally, I, I think I had him as my number one, mm-hmm. but then the more I looked into it, the more I thought into it, I was like, standalone as, like, as a vampire, yeah. dope, because I also remember them describing him having a really cool study with, like, lots of old yes. shit in it, and I was like, that's the coolest yes. thing I've ever heard. Um, but the more I think about the fact that he was like, I'm going to create a family of vampires, some of them did just, like, rock up to him, yeah. and he didn't create them, but, like, I, I think the Cullen family unit creeps me out so the fact that he orchestrated the Colin family unit i'm like Ugh. but yeah i couldn't I, <laughs> I love how we're both just like but rosalie is clearly rosalie the is queen the of the books best, yeah. yes and she i think she is the closest to like how i would act were i in that situation yeah very fair god bless i you feel like i'd probably be jasper <laughs> just like <laughs> standing in a corner trying not to kill everyone yeah. <laughs> just like really emotional yeah. all the time i yeah. yeah i really struggled as to whether to put jasper second or third because i just love that he goes rogue and just like but yeah. then i found out that emmett also sometimes goes rogue and kills people so i'm like there you go that's how you get my respect nice only as a vampire yeah yeah uh and who is the real villain of the book for you can you go first sure bella's fucking mom okay <laughs> yep she literally this is just very short bella has two years left of school yeah and she's raised her as a single mom. They're like, we're best friends. Like, I'm best friends with my mom. Like, one of those kind of weird daughters. Sorry yeah, if you guys relate, are best friends with your mom. Um, but, and then her mom's just like, I'm going to go because my boyfriend of, like, a minute is a fucking minor league <laughs> baseball player. So I'm going to ship you off to your dad, who you've discussed with me. You don't really know or care to be around. To this random fucking town. To this random town where you have no friends. Imagine being moved out of high school right before your last two years. To move to a small town in Washington from Arizona. And like, she's literally like, I love the sun. I love the heat. And her mom's like, I'm going to make you move in with your dad instead of like thinking of any alternative solution. Like maybe you and your boyfriend have a long distance relationship for the next 18 months while you're like, while your daughter graduates. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah. And so do you not have any friends who live in Arizona? Who could look after her? Or like, yeah, just they mention her grandparents at the end of the because her grandparents visit her. Why doesn't she stay with her grandparents? Like, there's just so many other things you could have done. And so the real villain is her mum from being like, "Fuck you, Bella. You have like 18 months left of school, so Tata. I'm gonna." Yeah, that's so weird it's and insane. Dumb. And the fact that like all this shit goes down and her, the most she gets is like a phone call from her mom, and it's like you, your daughter has literally been killed. Yeah, She's been her, killed. her daughter like. They're meant to have that whole mom and daughter relationship where it's like, you're my entire life. But the only way that comes into play is when she's like, I'm a child bride. And her mom's like, love you, sweetie. Like, yeah. What the fuck? They just fuck? stop talking? Yeah. Like, you would feel so abandoned having your, like, best friend of your entire life and your single mom who raised you suddenly abandoning you in this new For town. For a random man who's a minor league, league baseball, baseball player. player. No. Are you insane? And also, it would have stood out even more in the book that that is so fucked if Stephanie Meyer had given her any realistic backstory because it is like Bella has come out of nowhere whereas like surely like she has a whole life there and friends there and like she would have a whole life there 100% Jesus Christ yeah so that's the real villain yeah I agree with that yeah but I also agree it's very predictable Uh uh-huh all of the Cullens (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> All of the Cullens, mm-hmm. as a unit are the real villain in the Twilight book. Mm-hmm. As opposed to all the vampires in the book. Mm-hmm. Not every vampire is the villain. Yeah. So there are other vampires who are out fucking killing people and doing vampire shit. Yeah. But the Cullens are old ass people pretending to be in a high school. Yeah, it's weird. So the Volturi are posed as the bad guys, but they're trying to protect the vampire secrets so shit could keep going on without a full on war with humans. Yeah. If the Volturi weren't there, humans would know about vampires. We or they would all be dead. Yeah. Likely us, because we're not fucking vampires. Yeah. There were bad vampires, mm-hmm. like Victoria and whoever, yeah, yeah, and whatever. Yeah. They suck, yeah. But, like, wouldn't you be pissed off if you were turned into a fucking vampire and then you had to drink blood? Yeah. Wouldn't you be angry? Yeah. If literally everything in your body is like, you have to drink human blood to survive? It's not a choice at that point. Especially for Victoria. I'm like, they just, they killed James, who's her, like... Eternal you, fucking Yeah, you partner. have to, like, live for an eternity. And you're like this person. And now yeah. you're like, okay, at least I found my eternity partner who I want to spend the rest of our vampire days with, which is pre- all of the days left in the world. Mm-hmm. And then they kill him. Like, I would be out for fucking blood. Oh, absolutely. I would have done what she did. Yeah. Because they've then just fucking killed your partner for eternity yeah. because one of them wants to fuck a human? Yeah. What? Yeah. So my difference here is that they're doing bad things and killing humans for food, but otherwise they keep to themselves. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Cullens are out here actively participating in society and putting the school children at risk. Yeah. Pretending to be super cultured and advanced because they drink deer blood and play piano. <laughs> no, you're not fucking fooling anyone, my guys. They have this facade. Of that they are so advanced and they're yeah. beyond everything. And look at us, we can we can exist within society undetected. No, all you're doing is sending four fucking vampires into a high school every day. But also, the other thing that I hadn't really fully processed is they acknowledge that eating people is bad mm-hmm. and they don't want that to be a thing. But then Bella needs blood and suddenly they're like, oh, we go to blood banks and we do that. If you really care about people in general, you would do more than just your own personal part. You'd be reaching out to other vampires and being saying, hey... Like, I work for a blood drive. We collect blood. You don't need to kill a person. We're going to give you blood each week. Yeah. And, like, start some sort of fucking HelloFresh, but for blood. For vampires. Yeah, it's not that fucking hard. Yeah. Carlisle's literally a doctor. Yeah. That's what so I mean. They he access. That up. And they also have literally forever to figure this out. Yeah. So instead of presenting this black and white option of you can either be a vampire and murder everyone and go crazy, or you have to drink animal blood and be upset all the time. Yeah. That's like the version of the. Why it's like having it, vampire anemia. Like why wouldn't they horrible. set up HelloFresh for blood? Why Who wouldn't they do knows? that? HelloFresh blood. And it wouldn't be. Oh, that's so Thank good. You. But it wouldn't be that hard. No, it wouldn't. And especially if you dedicate your time and resources, just have a blood bank that goes around, set up a fake ass charity. You have so much time and money to figure this out. If they've managed to every four years forge new fucking identities strong enough that Carlisle can work as a doctor, <laughs> they can set up a yeah. fucking blood bank. And. It's and then just, you'd be serving so many more people and saving so many more lives than just the ones that you're saving. Yes. And you don't have to eat deer. It's all like self-satisfied bullshit. Yeah. And their whole thing's being like, we're so much better than the other vampires because we don't do this. Like, we really are trying to protect everyone. If you were trying to protect people, you wouldn't be sending fucking Jasper into a high school. No. All someone has to do is like cut their fucking finger and is Jasper, Jasper's going to like rip their fucking throat out in the middle of the science room. Yeah. They should not be sending any of them in. No. At all. Into a high school. Jasper lost his mind when Bella got a paper cut. Yeah. How many paper cuts happened in a high school? Yeah. I don't know how many. This was in his own home, surrounded by other vampires. She gets one paper cut and he loses his mind. Whereas, like, I'm sure in school... You fall over during sports. Yeah. Done. That's insane. These vampires who are like, our whole thing is just making sure everyone is safe. 
you are sending them into a school. Yeah. You are sending yourself into a hospital. Yeah. Like, you're not trying to protect people. If you were trying to protect people, you wouldn't be living in a town. It's all about the aesthetic of it all. Like, they're just going to be like, this is what we are like and we are so good. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they're also pretending they're turning people into vampires as, like, a righteous move. Like, we're saving their lives. We're like, no, you've just doomed them to an eternity of living as a pariah in constant torment. Yeah. So the pretense that they're morally superior is the root of their evil. Because they don't do things as bad as some of the other vampires. Yeah. But they're pretending that they're above everything. When really they're putting... School really children's like, lives at risk every fucking day. And they haven't set up HelloFresh blood, which Absolutely would be so not. easy to do. Yeah. Damn. So that's why the Cullens are the Fair. real... Yeah. Bella's mom is just a flaky bitch. Yeah. But realistically, once she's met Edward and that those wheels are in motion... Yeah. There's nothing the mom could have done to stop that. Yeah. Because the Cullens are crazy and they all thought it was fine to endorse this relationship eventually. Yeah. Because they... What did they think would happen? If you send your 100-year-old vampire children into a high school. Yeah, they're literally being like, by the way, can you date teenagers Like, now? four of them are already coupled up. Great. But yeah. what about Edward? And, like, what if someone comes along and, like, it, it like the Bella situation, but it's Jasper that's attracted to her blood. Yeah. Dead in a minute. Yeah. So she's lucky it was just Edward Inky hands. <laughs> and his broken stack of pens. <laughs> and that's why the Cullens are the real villain of the Twilight novels. I see it. Now, you may be wondering, Maddie, you said you did four days of research for this episode. And Fiona, you said you spend hours and hours and hours on research, which isn't the same as days, but it's still so much time. Where is that research, guys? Well, it turns out we had way too much to say about Twilight, so the real vampires section of this will be coming in next week's episode, so stay tuned for that. What a tasteable treat. Like, blood for a vampire. Num num num. Hello, fresh blood. Okay. <laughs> I also um, realized Hello Flesh would have been a good one, but like that's really good. Like they're not technically flesh, but it is but still it is a really a pretty good, play on good words. name. Yeah. So there's that. If Hello Fresh want to sponsor the next episode, um, if we've got any Hello Fresh representatives listening, hit us up. Send us the pack for vegetarian children, and then there may be something I'll eat. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hey Cabin Fever, please. Please, God, send us your fan art of Eddie Inky Hands. It will be so beautiful. And we'll see you next week some more for some more vampire goodness. Some Not the vampire bants. Some vampants. Anyway. Bye. Bye. <laughs>